0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back. I have a topic that I want to bring up for discussion today that deals with a quote that I heard a few months ago, and I thought it was really interesting. And basically, the quote was this. Every famous photograph ever made was done with equipment that wasn't as good as what you have right now. I thought that was really interesting. And obviously it's a sweeping generalization quote, and it is dealing really with the history of photography. But I think it's really true because this is something that affects a lot of photographers. It affects us as human beings, uh, particularly when we get to a point where maybe our work has plateaued a little bit and we're not producing something we want to produce. And then when you combine that to how we're marketed to from the camera industry these days in that, you know, hey, here's this new camera that will blow away everything that's come before it because it has these five new features in it and they're absolutely essential and they're going to make your life easier and you have to have the latest and greatest all the time. And this is something a lot of people fall into the trap of. And I think this is important to discuss. One of the things that I think is really interesting about photography today is that you are at a point, I'm at a point in photography where we have access to Everything that's come before us in the history of photography. This means that if you want to work with alternative process, if you want to make salt prints, albumin, collodion, you have that at your disposal. If you want to shoot film, we still have film at our disposal. We have the wonderful digital technology that does some amazing things. That is available to you as well. And literally, you can pick from anything that's come before you. In the history of our medium, and you can work with that and fulfill your vision as a photographer through that medium. Now, I want to talk about medium a little bit, too, because I think this is interesting as well, is that a lot of times it's really easy to get caught up in the equipment that we're using, whether it's the latest and greatest digital camera, whether you shoot exclusively film and that is your thing, or whether you do alternative process. And I don't think that medium has anything to do with the resulting image because most people who will view that image once it's on a wall, in a gallery, wherever that is, unless you're a photographer and you're really interested in that process, people are interested in what you have to say as a photographer. And I think that is the most important thing I can possibly bestow on anybody is that is what is important. It's your experiences. It's your knowledge and understanding a visual imagery and how you do a composition and where you can take that and what you can communicate through an image to the viewer, that is what's important in the end. You know, it, it it's kind of the old adage that we as photographers use that, you know, painters don't sit around and talk about what kind of paintbrush or pencil they're using or what kind of canvas they're using because nobody really cares about that. What you see in the end is the end result and that's what matters. And I think the same holds true for photography. The tools that we have are a means to get to this finished product. And I will say this, I have been lucky Enough in the last year to work with some amazing cameras. I've been able to work with Hasselblad and Phase One, and these are things that I wouldn't be able to afford, and I've had the opportunity to do that through this show. I've also worked with cameras that are the cheapest cameras that anybody can buy, like Holga's or pinhole cameras. And when you look at what the difference is between those two, they're tools to get a job done, and I think that particularly when you think about phase one, which is astronomically expensive, obviously, uh, and there are good reasons why. It, the image quality that that camera produces is unbelievable. The resolution that it's capable of, you'll shoot right now at 101 megapixels. And there are already rumors about 150 megapixel sensor coming out in the next year or two. This is amazing. The lenses on those things are just unbelievably good. The quality control, what goes into that camera, but you take all that away, you still have to understand what that camera will do and how to use it in order to fulfill your vision as a photographer. And I've been lucky enough to work with Hasselblad in phase one, and I will be the first to admit, I've taken some dinger images on both those cameras. I've taken some horrible images because I'm still learning the equipment or you know, there's nothing really to shoot, I'm shooting because I need to talk about the camera. I've also taken some images that I'm kind of proud of, but there is a big difference between the two. Image quality alone does not make a great image. That's just how it is. If you take the other extreme, if you look at a Holga, which is basically a plastic medium format camera, it has a single-element meniscus lens that's also made out of plastic. There's no quality control, so three Holgas will have different-looking lenses. One might be soft, one might be blurry, and the other one might be kind of sharp. You never know. And then you look at the features on that camera. You have exactly one shutter speed at your disposal, uh, with the early Holgas, there was no aperture. There's a switch, and if you hit the switch, it's like they forgot to order the aperture disc when they went into production or something because it didn't do anything. I think they fixed that on the newer Holgas that you can get. But anyway, the only option that you seem to have with that is the ISO and the film that you're using in terms of what you're going to do to affect the exposure. And there are ways that you can modify those cameras to get long exposure or bulb exposure or have a cable release. But one of the things that I absolutely love about the Holga is that you have this camera that is nothing but problem-solving. It reduces you down to what is your vision as a photographer? What do you want to say? What kind of image do you want to produce? And then how do I get this camera to work with me to do that? And then you can come up with some interesting results. I know I can't do this because the camera is only going to be able to do this other thing. And so how do I work within that? And, you know, the whole thing is problem solving. And so for me, the common denominator between the cheapest camera you can find and the most expensive is you. It's the photographer. It's what you're able to do and what you have to say. And it's something that I think a lot of people lose sight of. About a year and a half ago, I did a video called Why Your Gear Doesn't Matter. And I realized that that is a popular, controversial topic to discuss. And that video ended up getting a lot of views and subsequently a lot of comments. And the comments, you know, internet comments, you have armchair generals that are, they don't really do anything, but they like to talk about it and they're gonna tell you how it is. And you know, when I do these videos where I'm just talking to you, I kind of do them all in one take. And sometimes maybe it's my fault that I don't communicate clearly enough, but there were a couple examples in there. One of them, which was, uh, I made a comment that that you could and this is something I said in the video that a good wedding photographer should be able to shoot on an iPhone. And then people were coming in the comments and, well, that's ridiculous, your gear does matter because you'd be laughed out of the room if you tried to shoot a wedding on an iPhone. Well, yes, that is that would be stupid to do and ridiculous. And there are other factors that go into why you would choose certain equipment to, or the right tools for that job. But my point was, is that a good photographer should be able to make a good image no matter what they're using. That's all I was trying to say. Another point people like to make in that video or in the comments in that video is that, um, you know, your gear does matter because for instance, if you're trying to uh, shoot macro, you're going to need a macro lens, or if you're trying to shoot action or sports, you're going to need fast shutter speeds and a it's helpful. And And yes, those are true too. My point is, is yeah, you will need a tool to get that job done, but do you have to have the latest and greatest and most expensive all the time? Or can you make something work that you already have? That's more accessible. And that's the point that I'm trying to make on this. I obviously come from the art side of things, and so what I look for and what I enjoy in my favorite photographers is what they have to say, what that image does to speak to me. I like the sense of individuality and originality that go into certain people. I tend to drift away from people who are copying or looking like somebody else. I like the fact that people understand, certain photographers understand their place in the history of photography and where they fit into that lineage, because all that stuff becomes interesting, and it's beyond megapixels and shutter speeds, and And phase detection, autofocus, and all these things that are wonderful tools. but And I'm not saying forego those, but understand the technology, understand how to use it, and use that to your advantage. And that's the point I'm trying to make with all this. I think that we lose sight of that really easily. And like I said earlier, it's the way we're marketed to. And I think one thing, too, is it's a human thing that when we start getting frustrated with our own progress, it's easy to start blaming stuff and i think the most important thing to do is use what you've got do something with it and develop that voice because you know you look at old pictures like street photography from the 1940s 50s or 60s they didn't have autofocus they didn't have auto exposure they didn't have phase detection autofocus they didn't have even they had a manual camera and they were able to do something amazing with it and they produced more work than most people produce today and we have better technology today to get that done so what I'm saying is that you're removed from that as a photographer, and that's what's important. I would love to get your thoughts on this too, and I'm not trying to make this a big controversial debate that's open for discussion. Uh, well, it is open for discussion, but I don't want it to be necessarily controversial for the sake of being controversial. I really would like to get people's views on this because I think that it's a really natural thing. For some reason, when you consider all the mediums of art that you could possibly come up with, whether that's sculpture or painting or multimedia or, or uh, I don't know, performance art or whatever, photographers are locked Into this thing where we get heavily invested in our equipment, and I understand that, and we start to live and die by it. In other words, we'll blame it for the deficiencies, and we'll also compliment it when we feel good about something like, oh, I got a really good image. This is the camera I'm going to use. Well, you know, does a carpenter show up and use his lucky screwdriver? Or, and you hire a carpenter to get a job done. And I don't really see how photography is much different than that because you're hired based on your skills or people enjoy your work uh, based on your skills and what you can say. I've never seen anybody in a museum gallery uh, sit there and look at images and go, hmm, I wonder if that was a Nikon or I wonder if that was a Leica. I mean, photographer nerds might do that, but most people don't. They don't care what it was shot on. They care about the image and what that's Says in the end. That's all I got for today. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you enjoyed this video, please remember to like it, share it with your friends, subscribe, because we're going to get back into doing more of this kind of thing. So lots of stuff coming up in the next couple weeks. I will see you guys in the next video. Until then, later.